0: You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Bloodied and battered Mia Yemen. What the hell? That's the NXT UK winning champion! It's Cody Ray! Anyone under the NXT banner looking?
1: of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back to talk more NXT on the USA and WWE networks. Uh, Before we dive in, uh, I I will acknowledge that more stuff is happening with this NXT at Survivor Series thing, but to be honest with you, I've not been keeping up with it too much, and from what I have read... And listened to other people discuss about the situation. It sounds very confusing. Uh, I hmm. think we know about the we know about the triple threat matches, right? Between the tag champions, the women's champion uh, champions, mm. and the secondary
0: secondary champions.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, no one knows
0: what's happening with Adam Cole. No one yes, has correct. any.
1: Yes, no one has any idea what's going on with Adam Cole because the WWE champion and the universal champion have singles matches individually. So there's no triple threat match between the major champions.
0: I have a theory that we can dive into as we get on in this episode. So,
1: but there are going to be two traditional survivor series matches with what that means. Um, so the traditional survivor series match is two teams of five, and oh, yes, yes, elimination style, like one, one, but person there's
0: going to be three teams of five now, yes,
1: with NXT having a team for the men and for the women's. And as best as I can tell, no men or women's team has even been announced, but they're in those matches. But who is in them, I have no idea. And apparently, there's stuff happening with like women, uh, the women's group who showed up this week. Helped Shayna, even though those people are feuding with Shayna at War Games, and it sounds very confusing and convoluted, and...
0: Well, it's all about brand loyalty.
1: Oh, God. Uh, so, I <laughs> I have, mean, that's
0: the only way to make sense of it all.
1: I have went... I have I have gone from a position of actually being interested to watch this show, to now I'm gonna wait and hear what's really good, and if there's anything that's really good, I'll just go watch that. Uh,
0: watch on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'll just watch the GIFs as they pop up. Um, yep. This is a hard enough time for me as it is. I don't actually like War Games season. Um, it's one of the few times where uh, NXT feels too much like forced WWE for me. Yeah. Um, it's the whole thing of, you know, we have a TLC pay-per-view coming up in December, so... We need to make a TLC match instead of things sort of happening organically. You would just have a TLC match at WrestleMania or at SummerSlam, wherever so, it dictated in the feud. But
0: so I hear what you're saying. Yes, but also, um, I never want William Regal to stop yelling war games <laughs> at people.
1: Like <laughs> I mean, it I is live a thing. for this.
0: Yeah, I live for this. Like I haven't even I have not been able to find a meme yet of him like yelling into a microphone that just said war games on it but i'm waiting for the day that happens <laughs> printed on a t-shirt
1: and and look <laughs> <all> i want <laughs> and here's something i think you will agree with me on they should only be doing one war games match
0: uh oh for sure and it should be the women's match <laughs> i
1: agree i agree um i don't know well before we uh, one more thing before we talk about nxt episode 533 uh yes. It has been announced during the last set of NXT UK tapings that in January, they will be doing NXT TakeOver Blackpool 2.
0: Right. And they're not not doing a TakeOver Royal Rumble weekend, right? So this kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, this is sort of making up for it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, But they are supposed to be doing one WrestleMania weekend. I'm very confused about their go-forward plan. Yeah. Oh, they're going to put all of, all of NXT in the Royal Rumble.
1: And uh, <laughs> they tape so far ahead mm-hmm. that, uh, spoiler alert, because we don't talk about NXT, we don't have time to talk about NXT UK on here anymore. So, Mm-mm. spoiler alert, you're going to have to skip ahead like maybe a minute or so. But they tape so far in advance at the end of the last set of tapings, they were doing like Christmas stuff.
0: That's
1: awesome. So, here in mid November. Um, they were doing Christmas stuff. Apparently they were handing out cards with Walter photoshopped as Santa Claus.
0: Oh my God.
1: So you may want to get your hands on one of those. Uh, and, uh, spoilers again, skip ahead, but it does sound like a couple of things. One, I have not been watching the show, so I need to confirm this, but it sounds like Gallus are now good guys. I think. Hmm cuz it sounds like they've been involved with Imperium um mm. so i think they might mm-hmm. be good guys mm-hmm. they're doing Walter and Joe Coffee in the main event which i am Gross. not looking forward to hope Walter beats him up real bad and wins in a short amount of time hopefully it'll be uh shorter than the Tyler uh what was it the Pete Dunne Joe Coffee match from that first oh, takeover yeah. they did that went on forever um, Too long. So, they're doing that. They're doing Kaylee Ray defending the Women's Championship against Tony Storm and Piper Niven. So, Tony Storm reappeared in NXT UK after there was all that talk that she was going to go to regular NXT. And I guess that's not happening right now, I guess.
0: I am fine with that.
1: Uh, they announced... I think they're going to do um, Trent so- Seven against Eddie Dennis, who has returned from injury. Uh, okay, wait.
0: These are all on their takeover in two months?
1: Yes. They, all of these matches have already been built up and set up on the te- on the television tapings.
0: Oh, okay. They just haven't been shown yet. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: gotcha. they're going to do Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin. And they've also... That's a good match. Yeah. And they announced... Uh, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster against Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, against Grizzled Young Veterans, against Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel in a four-way ladder match for the tag titles. So, Hmm. that'll probably be bonkers. Uh, Could be a really good show. I'm going to forget about all of these matches now until January. And then I'm going to watch the show out of the blue and hopefully they will explain to me what Deliver. happened on the shows as well to build to these matches because I will not have seen any of them. Uh, and yeah. and hopefully it delivers. I've Every UK takeover, uh, I've kind of gone into with low expectations and have always been pleasantly surprised. So hopefully the same thing will happen here. Let's talk about regular old NXT, 533. Uh, we get a quick recap of what happened on last week. Uh, last week's episode, before jumping in to the first match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Leo Rush and Angel Garza. So, they begin with like a bunch of really quick counters and evasions showing off how athletic and speedy they both are. Yeah. Uh, Garza jumps to the outside though. Oh, I should note this is good context. When Leo Rush came out, his wife and two children were at ringside in a like a really sweet moment. He embraced his family yeah. before going into this match. So, after these evasions and counters, Garza jumps the guard railing and de pants in front of Russia's wife. Very rude. Uh, He's a rude guy. Also, pretty creepy to think about the fact that his two kids were also there. But, you know, yep. on the other hand, free pair of pants as well. So. <laughs> so there's a winner here, I think.
0: Let's all remember what's important.
1: Yes. Uh, Rush uh, is angered by this and hits a suicide dive and then a satellite DDT in the ring for a two. Uh, he goes for another dive, but Garza power slams him on the floor before going into a picture-in-picture break.
0: I would like to say, before we get too far um, into this, yeah. I that's that's like that spear thing outside of the ring, right? The power dive.
1: Yeah, is when he goes, when he goes diving between the ropes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So where he did that, um, outside of the ring, I really think Leo Rush is the only person who could do that mm-hmm. because, um, because he's, he doesn't have as much height as everyone else. Yes. And they were like a really close, like, oh yes, tight quarters there. So, um, good on them for having spatial awareness and not sending Leo rush into the crowd. Anyway mm-hmm. just had a, just had to say that
1: <laughs> during the uh, the whole break Angel Garza beats on him. Uh, when we come back from the break, Leo rush tries to fire up but he gets blasted in the face with a knee. He tries to fire up again. he goes for a, the the come up that bouncy stone cold stunner he does off of the ropes but yep. Garza drop kicks him in the back uh, that gets it too. Garza misses his moonsault. Uh, Rush hits him with an over-rotation spinning face buster thingy that doesn't have a name. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it does, but he gets it too. Uh, Garza stifles uh, Leo Rush as he goes to the top rope. Garza hits him with this back-flipping power slam off of the top rope crazy mm-hmm. move. He gets a two They called that. it a
0: moonsault power slam. Like, they're just compounding moves here.
1: Yeah, he's just stacking like, stuff.
0: We can't have too many hyphen words. Pretty yeah. soon they're going to be called new things.
1: It's a combo move. Yeah, he's got to come up with a name for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo hits the rush hour to cut off Garza. Hits him with the come up. He goes for a second one, but it gets countered into the wing clipper. Jacqueline's favorite move for a two count. I,
0: I will say this, though. Rush did a much better job selling the wing clipper. Mm -hmm. Like, I believed it. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yep.
1: Uh, Garza then tries for an avalanche wing clipper off of the middle rope, and this turns into a headbutt battle, which Leo Rush gets the better of. Hits the final hour for a two count. He tries for a second final hour and gets the three, but Garza's foot was on the ropes, but for like a second.
0: So, we're setting up for a rematch.
1: Quite possibly. Well, maybe
0: this will be the next, the last match at um, TakeOver.
1: I mean, they do need some more matches. Or maybe they don't. I don't know at this point. Um, and they
0: would have five.
1: I thought, and by this. the way, the crowd was crazy during this match. They were On
0: screaming. fire! Yeah. Great like, match. this was a great way to kick off a show. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one.
1: Mm-hmm. They did
0: a lot of fun high-energy things, like, just, it, like, it was well-paced, like, everything. I yep. really
1: liked it. I enjoyed this. This was my, uh, this was my favorite match of the week, uh, between both, both shows, so... This was my
0: favorite match of the show as well.
1: hmm Um, where does it land on the scale as I pull up Grapple here as uh, I forgot to open it?
0: Pretty high. Um, I feel like I always like the, the, um... The weight matches, just because they are so high energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave this a 4.
1: I gave this a 4 as well. What? Yes, and grapple, 3.95.
0: Dang, we're all right there.
1: Ooh. <laughs> hey, we don't get that very often around
0: here. No, I'm going to take that one.
1: Uh, Backstage. <laughs> I forgot about this. I wrote down <laughs> backstage in a different frame rate. Tegan Knox has been laid out, and Rhea Ripley is deceased. (laughs) Like I don't know, I don't know if they were filming this in like 24 frames per second, like it was a movie, but it was noticeably a different frame rate from the live in like in arena feed.
0: Probably because yeah, it was probably like not live footage.
1: People are wondering who could this have been. My immediate thought was Dakota Kai, of course. She's turning mm. heel and joining Shayna's team. Hmm. Uh, More
0: me. on that later. That
1: got ruined for me. Uh, they we get a recap of Shayna Baszler on both Raw and SmackDown.
0: I thought she looked pretty good on mm-hmm. whichever one she was up against Becky Lynch on. Yeah, they had like, a face to ring. face.
1: Oh, did they have an in the ring thing? I know they had a an interview yeah. segment where they were. Uh, or
0: maybe trash. that was Bailey in the ring. Maybe that was Bailey in the ring. Maybe. Whatever, she looked. She looked good in the ring, whoever it was mm-hmm. against. So I'm excited. Yay, Shayna. Uh,
1: Ziya Lee versus Aaliyah. And Ooh. as uh, Born and Bougie are coming out to the ring, Beth says that they call her a boomer. To which Morinala responds with, Okay, boomer.
0: <clears throat> Wait, they call Beth a boomer?
1: Yeah, Born and Bougie call Beth a boomer.
0: Oh, fair enough.
1: Because she's older well, than them, apparently.
0: But she is clearly Gen X. Oh my god. <laughs> uh,
1: Aaliyah is scared of Zaya's fury. Uh, she tries to take over for a minute, but Zaya then comes back, kicks her many times, then one. I wrote here yep. Aaliyah broke her nose, but as it turns out, uh, I later found out, not actually a broken nose. She did a
0: good job with that.
1: It was a it was a fake broken nose, because she is having some sort of like nasal surgery. I don't know if it's like, you know, like plastic surgery, or if there actually needs to be some sort of like, I don't know if there's like a nasal issue that they need to do surgery for. But yeah, yeah. Either way, this was nodes or whatever. Yeah, this was to write her off temporarily.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, that's interesting to know, but I did. Um, this was such a short match. Um, oh, yeah. But both of them looked better than they have been. Mm hmm. Maybe it was just me, but I felt bad because, like, no one was into this. Yeah. I, or at least maybe I wasn't into this. <laughs> I
1: wasn't into this. Crowd was completely exhausted from losing their minds over the first match.
0: Yeah. I was happy Zaya won, though.
1: Mm hmm. I gave them more than one star.
0: I did too. I went real generous with them because they were they were
1: trying. What was your What was your generosity rate?
0: Okay, don't 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 go crazy on me. But I gave it a two and a half.
1: Okay, wow, that was very generous. Yeah, I did say I gave it more than one, which I did. I gave it one One and and a half. I gave it one and a quarter. And grapple, not as nice as you or I, Jacqueline. They give it a point eight eight.
0: Oh, these poor ladies! Though I f- just feel bad. I here's my thing because, like, I feel like Zaylee Li can do things, Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought she looked better here than like maybe she she she's looked like super clumsy nice. um, when we've seen her recently, and she seems to have gotten over that. But man, I just again, she seems like someone they just don't know
1: what to do with. Uh, a hom- we get a homeless Dane Pete Dunn hype video. I write here. Apparently, they wrestle tonight. Yeah. We did not know about that last week.
0: No one cared. Uh,
1: So before we go into the next uh, segment here, uh, it is in fact legitimate that Johnny Gargano has a neck injury and is not going to be able to be wrestling on the TakeOver show. I think uh, it's since been diagnosed as some sort of like muscular strain in his neck. So So it's not like... It doesn't sound like it's super severe, but... It's not
0: like Ciampa serious. Yeah,
1: it does... I mean, it does explain a lot. Like, he's wrestled, like, twice all year. Yeah. He's not doing any of the house shows, and he did one TV show, and he's done, like, one takeover or whatever it is, so... Um, However, this means they need to scramble because they're close to this War Games show, and one of the matches they were going to do was Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, and now they can't do that, so, we get some scrambling. Finn Balor comes out. He's very disappointed in NXT. Were,
0: were you happy that the, that the crowd was finally starting to boo him? A little bit, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I had a thought. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: says he used to love this place. Runs down Johnny Gargano. Then he starts saying a lot of the same things he said the last time he was out here about how the wrestlers are, or should be in the crowd or whatever. Uh, and then he just randomly mentions Riddle and then Matt Riddle ran in like he, it was literally out of the blue. He was saying something about the, should sit with the fans. And then randomly he's like, don't get me started on Matt Riddle. And I'm like, who said anything about Matt Riddle? Uh, but he did. And then Matt Riddle ran in, uh, they brawled Finn runs off and Matt Riddle calls him a putz.
0: I love it. They need to give him the mic more often.
1: I laughed. I I mean, I laughed.
0: I I did too. I haven't heard anybody... that?
1: I haven't heard anybody call anyone a putz since, like, my grandparents. So... I was
0: going to say happy days. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: Then Undisputed Era come out. Ciampa and Lee come out. They want to fight. Well, Undisputed Era, they don't want to fight. In fact, Roderick Strong says Adam Cole has has been doing so much lately that he deserves a night off. Um... Roderick Strong volunteers as tribute to fight Keith Lee later tonight.
0: Keith Lee had the best response.
1: Yes. I I don't remember what he like, said now, but... It
0: was something like, I don't care which one it is, or something like that. Yeah, his
1: delivery like, was good. I remember that.
0: It doesn't matter. Like, it was just so perfect. Roderick Strong still the weakest on the on the mic, though, out of all of them, but... um, But I think Keith Lee sold it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, and by later tonight, as it turns out, it's Right now, Roderick Strong versus Keith Lee. Uh, It's non-title, and uh, we actually missed the start of the match. It started during the commercial break. Uh, Yeah, that was weird. So that's weird. Uh, Lee is working him over. Roddy tries coming back, but Lee smashes him. Uh, Roderick finally catches a knee on Keith Lee, uh, going into break number two. Yeah. Holy moly. Still... Uh, Roderick Strong still in control uh, after we come back from the break uh, and after after a while of, of taking a beating, Keith Lee decides to make his comeback, tosses Roderick Strong around. Uh, Roddy hits him with a superplex off of the top rope for a two uh, they engage in a strike battle, they both fall down. The Undisputed Era, uh, they come out, then Ciampa and Riddle they come out to start brawling then Balor attacks Riddle, laying him out against the stairs. It's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Uh, Keith Lee is distracted by this. Roderick Strong hits the Roddy Slam for two. I didn't know it was called the Roddy Slam now, but that's funny. Uh, yep. Lee hits the Big Bang Catastrophe for the win.
0: What? I was so happy he won. Uh,
1: post-match uh, Undisputed Era go to work. On these guys, when Dominic Dijakovic comes out and lays out everybody, uh, well, by everybody I mean in the undisputed era, and mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa immediately accepts him onto the team, and it's fair. Keith Lee did not immediately accept him, but eventually decided to shake his hand. So, at least for the time being, Tommaso Ciampa's the grudge behind. Yes, and Tommaso Ciampa's War Games team for the time being is complete uh what did you think of no it's not well for the time being oh uh,
0: gosh sorry so i have a few thoughts on this one okay um so i have to most mostly focus on the announcers here Mm -hmm. so first i have to say they they mentioned that lee is 320 they used to say he's 340 so congrats keith very proud of you yes um, for losing that 20 pounds. I have a note in here. Um I don't remember what exactly it says, but I said I have Beth and Nigel maybe starting the fight that will break up undisputed era question oh, mark. Okay. I think they were saying something about um, how either Roderick Strong needed help or Adam like they they were starting to like pin them against each other. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, mm this is happening. Um still want it to happen. Yep. Um I, I I thought this was still, again, a slow match. Um, I will say, I think, um, the two most impressive things were um, that superplex thing off the top rope yes. was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The other really impressive thing is how Dominic Zajakova can stand on the floor and reach the top rope.
1: Yeah, he is tall. I,
0: I am impressed with height because I have none. <laughs> so, um, So, yeah, so that's what I'll say about that. But yeah, again, slow match. Um, the commercial break thing was weird, um, but yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. The crowd really got into like just the brawl that happened at the end too. Yes, which they don't always, but this they were here for, mm-hmm. and they started chanting "Wargate," didn't they, or something?
1: They they did. Was when that Dijakovic this match or another ran. one? <laughs> no, it was when Dijakovic <laughs> ran out. Yeah,
0: yeah, I lo- I like when they do stupid
1: stuff like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like the match. Uh, I agree. I thought it was slow, maybe missing something. Uh.
0: They're not letting Keith Lee do what he does best. That's the problem. Yeah, they they didn't go. He's almost too reserved.
1: They didn't go crazy here. Uh, maybe some of it is, I mean, they were essentially telling the, uh, King Kong versus the biplanes, uh, story. If you've ever seen any version of King Kong.
0: That's what they try and do all the time with him though, and we know he's better than that, which is why I think it bothers me
1: yeah, I mean it's like just... this
0: should have been a really good match,
1: yeah it was it was good, uh, but it didn't exceed good for me no uh what what would you give it
0: two and three quarters
1: okay, we're pretty close, I went three, okay, and grapple was a little more generous than us with three point
0: three four wow, that's a b plus
1: mm-hmm I <laughs> like we're now converting it into letter grade. Yeah. Uh, backstage, in again another frame rate, Marina Shafir, Jessamine Duke, and Candace LeRae are also dead. Why were the three of them together? And who is murdering them?
0: <laughs>
1: Tune in next week to find out. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, up next, we get. Uh, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, and Bronson Reed, uh, there's a kindly show of respect. I thought it was worth noting here that Bronson Reed now has T-H-I-C-C on his gear to indicate his thickness. And I believe the crowd chanted several things during this match in relation to his thickness, I believe. Probably. Respectfully, of course. uh Mm -hmm. So yeah, I wrote here show of exchange or show of respect and then grappling exchange. Yeah. Um, Oh, here's where I, here's where I noted crowd chants thick boy. Uh,
0: Oh yeah. Oh, they
1: chanted thick boy season. And then they <laughs> chanted team thick like they do for Dakota Kai and team kick.
0: Gotcha. I just still love, uh, the who's house Swerve's house. Uh, game, that's also so. a good chant. That's my favorite.
1: Uh, at one point in this match, Bronson Reed just sits on Swerve for fun, just to prove that he cannot get yeah. up. Uh, yeah. They trade momentum a bunch of times, going back and forth into a break. Uh, back from this break, they are still exchanging control, so this was never really a someone takes uh, hold yeah. for a long time. They were both kind of trading back and forth. They both get a bunch of near falls on each other. Uh, Reed hits the beach break on Isaiah Scott for a two.
0: Which is terrifying.
1: Yes. <laughs> Uh, Swerve then wins with a small strike exchange and with the house call for the win, which is what they call his, his leaping sidekick strike.
0: Gotcha. I like that. Uh,
1: I like this match about as much as I liked the previous one. This one went shorter and the crowd was a little more into it. Uh, Right. Which
0: was weird. I thought, but I think they, I think the crowd just loves these two guys, Mm -hmm. which I'm excited about.
1: Yeah, I thought this was I thought this was also good.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um and I like I I just shouldn't be a surprise, but I really, really like Swerve's style. I think he's he's mm-hmm. quick. He's athletic, he's entertaining. Like he's the he's like the type of wrestler I want to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas
0: Bronson Reed is a little more methodical, a little slow. Anything that has strong style at the end, it like
1: I know is not for me. Um <laughs> Just not your style.
0: It's not my style. I don't find it enjoyable. It doesn't bring me joy. Um, but I thought these two guys together were pretty good. I thought they played off of each other well.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Where did it land for you on the scale?
0: Same score as the last match, 2 and 3 quarters.
1: This landed on the same score for me as well with a 3 and uh grapple this time slightly different though, 2.89.
0: Oh, it's still in the same realm.
1: Yeah, we're like we're we're right there. Grapple fluctuated yeah. a little bit, but we're pretty close. Uh, We are in the locker room with Kathy Kelly. She she says the locker room right now is on high alert based on these attacks. Uh, She says Finn and Matt Riddle have been matched together for war games. So now Tommaso Ciampa's team is now one short again. Pete Dunn is showing warming up.
0: So, hear me out. Yes. Here's my here's my theory. What if they do a three-on-three match? I know we're getting so many 3 matches that we hear it out, and then mm. they have to put Adam Cole up against someone. Mm. On takeover for the belt.
1: I mean, I like where you're going with this, but I'm, again, I'm a fan of... It's rushed. Of, I'm a fan of... Only one war games match on the show, so
0: right. Well, but I think that because I think since they're not doing anything with him on SummerSlam, they have like you almost have to put his belt on the line. Yeah,
1: it sounds like this. Is, so. this it sounds like there's going to be four matches on this show, and I think we I've, by the end of this show, I think we know what they all are. The only thing we don't know, I think, is who Champa's final team member Mercer. will be. Could be it who? could be Isaiah Swerve Scott.
0: I that's like that is my dream. Like it I cannot even seems, tell you. Seems like how the most much
1: logical. Over. It seems like the most logical choice. I think at this. He's point. He's already
0: gone against Roderick Strong as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, given who's left to choose from.
0: Yeah, uh, but if, I because Kushida's hurt still, right?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know when he's expected back. So yeah.
0: so is Dream, um, but I think there's going to be five matches on um, Takeover.
1: They could. I, I guess it just depends on the length of the war games matches because one's going to start the show, one's going to end the show. The, so
0: the women's better end the show. It
1: probably won't. Is my feeling. I don't know. Look there. Look there are two good. I mean, the first match on the show is like an important spark, uh Everybody doesn't think like it is, but
0: no, it really is. It sets the tone. But yeah,
1: it sets the tone. It, People, are, the crowd is the most excited. So you get a yeah. fresh crowd.
0: Here's the thing. I spoke the women's war game into existence. So yes. I'm going to speak the women's headlining match into, into existence. existence as well. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it week after week until it happens. Yes. For the next
1: week. <laughs> oh, hey, the Forgotten Sons. We got another video about them in case you forgot. I really did. Okay. So wait. go ahead.
0: I have a real... Oh, never mind. I just answered my own question. Never, never <laughs> mind. I was about to ask who are the tag team t- champions, because I literally forgot.
1: <laughs> Undisputed error. They have all the gold. They fulfilled yeah, the prophecy. I, re- um, I remember now. Jacqueline, I really hope that you paid attention to and took notes on the following segment. Because all I wrote here was, Dunn versus Dane never happens as Priest attacks them both. And then I, then I skipped, I literally skipped the rest of the set. As soon as I saw like priest come out and attack him, I'm like, okay, they're setting up a three way. And I skipped, I skipped all of the brawling.
0: I have a few, I have a few notes. Um, first I felt bad for the poor, um, guy who, um, got thrown out of the ring by, um, Damien Priest onto everyone down below.
1: Um, Oh, another intern or
0: intern? No! I like to think think that they're all
1: full-sale interns, but I'm sure they're like indie wrestlers, but...
0: I was gonna say, this looked like someone who was, like, training. Like, Uh. yeah. So, um, I did write that poor intern, but um, I'm pretty (laughs) sure it
1: wasn't I like, I like in our podcast canon that those people are just interns that go to school at (laughs) full-sale.
0: Anyone who runs out wearing all-black, automatic intern, even when it's Lacey Lane. Yes. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um I did also write uh Priest flying to the outside was pretty cool um because he kind of did this weird like thing he caught himself on the top rope as he was flying out and flipped like ah. it, it was pretty amazing yep. um to watch um and I, and I, so I'm like maybe I don't hate him as much but I still have lots of problems with his character and his name is dumb mm-hmm. especially when I found out that his real last name is Martinez like you should have just kept it anyway
1: Punishment Martinez
0: which is my name now, yep. so you can't have it. I mean, but Jacqueline did take your it. You're lost. Yeah. It did.
1: I called it. When she goes on vacations, that's what her reservations are made under.
0: Yeah. When I go to fancy dinners. Yes. I make them call out punishment.
1: <laughs> Reservation for punishment, Martinez. You're like,
0: oh, that's oh us. My God. I'm so going to do that.
1: <laughs> so it seems pretty clear that they're going to do Pete Dunne versus uh, Killian Dane versus Damian Priest. Uh, mm-hmm. At the takeover,
0: and I think Leo Rush and Angel guards that'd be a match.
1: That's a very good match, mm-hmm. and and they could use the foot on the rope thingy if they wanted to.
0: That's what I'm thinking, and I think that would be a good midway match because it would. I, they're so athletic and so lively that I mean, it'll bring it'll bring a crowd back up if they've gone down.
1: Yes, um, oh, my- Mia Yim is backstage. She says some shit about Raw and SmackDown, which I. Completely ignored because I'm checked out of all of that right now. Fair. I don't want any have, more of this running in on my NXT. I'm 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 tired of it already. Uh, I have
0: one note on
1: this. Okay.
0: And that's that Mia Yim quoted Tommaso Champa, which proves that the men's locker room and the women's locker room exist in the same universe. Yes. <laughs> that never happened before.
1: <laughs> she um she says that she's gonna win win tonight's match. Uh, And Dakota Kai randomly appears, and she says that she has Mia's back tonight. What does that mean? Which sounded like she was going to turn on Mia Yim and join the bad guy team.
0: Like, literally jump on her back.
1: They were setting up all of this, but none of it happened. And as best as I can tell... Dakota Kai was with the good guy team on Raw or SmackDown or something when yes. the women showed up. So I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, no one did. Do- they announced Dominic Dijakovic versus Adam Cole for next week in a War Games Advantage Ladder Match. I feel like they're kind of doing too much of the. There's a ladder match this week. There was a ladder match this week. There's a ladder match next week. They're doing two War Games Cage matches. Then they've got the Survivor Series matches with all of the weird stipulations and combinations of people there. And then the pay-per-view after that is the tables, ladders, and chairs pay-per-view where all of the matches must involve those things. I feel like they're doing a Is work NXT
0: going to be involved in that one? I hope not, not. Not not something we need to delve into right now. Yeah. Um, I I think the ladders, it's just because they don't know how to set up War Games matches any other way. Mm-hmm. They could find
1: other ways. That's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay. Let's talk about the main event. Mia Yim, Io Shirai in a ladder match for the War Games Advantage. Uh, This is the match. So, I'm curious as if... I I don't know. I I don't know if you uh, ended up viewing this how I viewed it. But here's what I do know. Uh-uh. I viewed it in a way that it seems like I'm in the vast minority. Okay. Uh, so so uh, the vast majority of people seem to really like this match a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I noted, uh, I think as I, uh, when I sent you something about this match, I'm, I, yeah. I made sure to note that it's none of the, it's not Mia or Io's fault. It's basically just sort of a thing a thing happens in this match and we'll get to it and you'll hear it in my notes, but there's a breakdown of things and it stopped being a wrestling match to me. And it just started being like a recognition of everything that they're trying to do as a production of people trying to put on a show. And it completely broke all of my immersiveness or enjoyment of the show. I thought they handled it I can't wait to hear
0: what it is.
1: I thought they handled it poorly, but, uh, so, Early going, I wrote here, crowd seems tired as they brawl. Like, I thought the crowd was going to be <laughs> yeah. super hyped for this, and they're brawling, and the crowd is not excited.
0: I know, even when EO came out matching the ladder.
1: Yeah, EO does a su- EO does a suicide dive, and still, the crowd, not that excited. Uh,
0: I was going crazy at home, so.
1: I wrote here, there are like five refs out here for some reason.
0: Oh, yeah, they're all standing on the outside. I've
1: never seen that many referees for a ladder match. I've seen one or two at the most.
0: I feel like because of the how small it is at Full Sail, mm-hmm. like, you almost have them as, like, um, for, like, depth perception.
1: <laughs> Make it's it like, seem like okay. there's more people there.
0: Well, no, so that the wrestlers are like, oh, I don't have that much room. You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know, that's what I thought.
1: <laughs> they very methodically kick and slam the ladder into each other for a little while. And mm-hmm. I as a this sounds very condescending, but I apologize. Eventually they decide to do something before a picture and picture break. EO suplexed on the ladder by Mia Yim. It felt like for a yeah. ladder match they were not doing anything until it was time to take a commercial break. And this is like the first little crack. This is one of those mm-hmm. things where you'll n- once you once you see it, you'll never unsee it thing. But you can always tell when a WWE match is going to a commercial break because nothing will happen for a little bit and then something big Mm -hmm. will happen and you're like, oh, that's the commercial break. Yep. Um, Because
0: then they're both laying on the floor.
1: The way it's handled in AEW is matches go to a break when there's actually really nothing much happening. Because they save all the important stuff for like the important moments, but... I guess in WWE, yeah. they think maybe like if you see something cool right before the break, you'll want to stay there to see what happens right when it comes back. Um, mm-hmm. But it, they do this a lot. Um, but you know what? That was not a big crack for me because they do it in all of their matches. So it, this didn't really strike me. Uh, nothing happened during the break. Uh, as nothing can really happen during the break so the only way to win is to climb a ladder and grab a thing so mm-hmm. they can't tease pins or anything like that so they come back from the break and EO is still beating on Mia hits her with a 619 Mia gives her a belly to belly into the ladder which is bridged up in the corner uh EO caught about 1% of this ladder uh she did not hit the ladder like most like I think her arm slammed into the ladder yeah and like the rest of her body just like awkwardly went into the ropes and stuff, it did not look like fun. Uh no. Mia hits her but with She got s- back up. She did. Uh Mia hits her with soul food. Uh and then she picks up the ladder to try to set it up. But Eo does a springboard drop kick. She drop kicks this ladder right into Mia's face and unlike Aaliyah, Mia Yim has a legitimate broken nose. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: like blood is dripping like a faucet from her like, nose. Gross. Like
0: Holy hell, Mia Yim is a tough bitch.
1: Yes. <laughs> Super tough. And, I mean, even tougher by the end of this match. But, yeah. unfortunately for them, uh, that's when everything breaks apart for me. So, Mia Yim, obviously not supposed to break her nose here. Yes. Yeah. And, because they have spots they need to do, Yep, Io Shirai needs to stall for a hundred years. While... yes. Uh, there's ref- the there, there are referees, yeah, so Mia Ye- Io Shirai all of a sudden has a completely broken arm. And she's trying to, like, haul this ladder by, like, one hand to take as much time as possible. And then uh-huh. there's clearly referees coming in to, like, explain to Io what happens next in the show. Uh, <laughs> like, a referee just comes up to her and starts talking to her and then leaves. And then there's referees obviously trying to, and a doctor trying to fix up Mia Yim. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Mia is able to continue and then EO magically springs back to life. Uh, and mm-hmm. they start wrestling again. Uh, Mia cuts off EO, but EO tosses her to the floor. At which point Dick, De- I'm really, a- up. <laughs> I'm just like seeing everything at this point. I wrote Dakota Kai comes out to help catch EO's moonsault. Uh, that's essentially what she came out here to do. Like EO Dakota came out here and she's looking at me and she's like, oh my God, like, you're not supposed to have a broken nose. What are we supposed to do? And they're like, I'm fine. (laughs) Let's just do the thing. Uh, so they do the thing. Uh, she catches the EO hits him with a moonsault. Uh, and then EO tries to get the ladder, but Dakota Kai actually does what she says. She said she'd have Mia's back. She gets into the ring and then power bombs EO, even though that is kind of a dick move because EO was going to win this match sort of fair and square, but Dakota sort of cheated for her friend. Uh, there's No disqualification. No disqualification. No so I guess it's not really cheating, right? But uh, mm-hmm. then Kaylee Ray appears to wipe out Dakota Kai. And boy, does she slam Dakota into these stairs hard. Yeah. Uh, and then
0: probably a second broken nose.
1: Yes. She pushes Mia Yim who is now climbing this ladder. She pushes Mia Yim off of the top of this ladder to the outside through a bridged ladder. That's bridged against the apron and the, the guardrails. And look, that they, looked
0: y- painful.
1: Yes. They have a replay shot of this, which thank mm-hmm. God they do. Because if I were Mia Yim, I would have been so pissed, like, going through what she went through and then watching the replay of this and seeing that they completely missed the shot, like, live. Like, you see Mia fall, but you don't actually see mm. her take the, the... The ladder. The ladder. Yeah, she just disappears off camera. Uh, when they show the the actual good angles they got of this, that fall looked Horrific.
0: Yeah, like Mia Yim, oh my gosh, like...
1: Her head whiplashed she, off the ground. She hit yeah. so hard. She is so tough. Like, she, she was, was on like, Raw or SmackDown or whatever, one of those shows. She was on one of those shows after this.
0: Yeah. Super crazy. Tough.
1: Yeah. Uh, like,
0: in a good way, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's re- the beating she took. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. This <laughs> match. Uh, EO climbs the ladder... And wins. Uh, before we talk about the post-match, of which there was very little of, but there was a very short post-match, uh, what did you think of this?
0: So, I'm going to go with I probably like this more than you. Yeah. Um, I did... So, I did have in my notes here, because um, I didn't... Io was taking a really long time to climb the match. So, you're kind of like, is this, like, is she supposed to win? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, so... But then, once... Um, Kaylee ray came out i was like oh that's why she's taking a while like i get it now um but that i mean that was somewhat bothersome but i thought these two women put on an excellent match yeah um all things considered i do have again another note about the announcers um i nigel was just being so stupid during this match this really bothered me and it probably shouldn't have but like he asked beth phoenix like like, what's a good way to land on a ladder? And Beth was like, there is no good, <laughs> no good way, way to land on a ladder. Yes, And I'm like, yes, you need to shut that stupidity down, Beth. Please keep doing that. Like, Yeah, well, Nigel's especially- like, I've
1: never been in a ladder match. Is there a good way?
0: It, like, like, so stupid. Like, don't really? <laughs> you think that there's a good way to do that? Anyway, um, I think that Mia Yim is going to be on fire at working like mm-hmm. i think she's gonna be completely fired up and ready to go so um i also don't understand dakota kai's interference though in this whole thing um she just looks like a big pushover and i like her less which i didn't know was super possible
1: this this really seemed like it was gonna be all set up for her to turn heel and join the bad guy team and it they ma- didn't.
0: that would have made the most sense
1: they didn't do that and they brought in Kaylee Ray instead who we know really nothing about and even though I know she's talented I've seen none of that talent in the NXT UK appearances I've seen from her so yeah I, I don't know uh, I don't know what they're doing uh, I didn't hate this match but everything how everything sort of fell apart <laughs> near the end greatly affected how I ended up uh, like scoring it uh, Cause for me, like everything I'm going to remember about this matches about how it all fell apart and how awkward everything seemed like refs coming in to be like, Hey, here's, you know, here's what's going on. Just keep stalling. Uh, like that stuff just super sticks out to me. Now there, like in my head, like even as this is going on, cause I realized very quickly, like, Oh, she's like hurt. Like really hurt. Like mm-hmm. something is not quite right here. Um, you know, in my head, especially after the show was done and I saw what they did, I'm like, there's still an effective way to do everything they did with the exception of, um, you know, Dakota essentially was like a red herring. So she isn't particularly needed here, uh, but they could have used her. Uh, and the giant Mia Yim ladder bump while spectacular, you know, her body would thank you later for not having to go through that. In my, in my head, I'm like, okay, so this is, Something that we weren't expecting, but let's think on the fly here. Io's going to win this match anyway. Yep. Mia's nose is broken. Just have Eo set up the ladder, climb it, grab the briefcase, and she wins. And instead of doing what you were going to do before, just have you know Eo go gently stomp on Mia for a minute, and then you send out Dakota. She said she'd have Mia's back, and they mm. start fighting. And then you can send out Kaylee Ray to beat up Dakota Kai And you've essentially done the same thing uh, without having to do the really... But, you know, they weren't thinking like that. And as uh, people did ask for, like, you know, why didn't you just do something on the fly? Uh, The official word was they uh, they were worried that they would get done too quickly and would have too much TV time remaining without something to do. But I'm like, you know... Have somebody cut a promo. You know, people, you know, wrestlers are good at that usually if you let them just do it. So
0: give Matt Riddle the mic.
1: Give Shayna the mic. Um, oh, yeah. So after that the match, yeah, sense. well, after the match, Shayna comes out uh, to the approval of her team. And then in like the last 20 seconds of the show, Bailey randomly appears in the last 10 seconds or so to wipe out Shayna Baszler then leave. Presumably that's who wiped out all of these people, but it was never expressly said. And it was so quick at the end that people didn't have time to really react or anything. It felt very weirdly tacked on. And I think that was because the match probably actually, if anything went a little longer than it was supposed to, because they had to, you know, patch up Mia's nose real quick. Yeah. Uh, Any other thoughts on the ladder match? And if not, what would you give it? Yeah.
0: I gave it a three and three quarters.
1: Okay. Uh, This is a big disparity for me. Uh, I went two and three quarters, which is not as low as I could have gone. But I'm giving them a lot. Like, I thought the ending still came off Mm -hmm. very well. And... I didn't want to give them anything below average, considering the beating Mia Yim took in this match. It just felt yeah, like I, it would be unfair. I
0: thought, while the pacing may have gotten weird, again, as a as fresher eyes on wrestling, mm-hmm. did not bother me as much. Like, you knew something was happening, but I'm like, all right, I'll just wait this out. But I thought, when I did wrestle, it was phenomenal. So, that's why I went
1: yeah. where I went. Now, mm-hmm. on the other hand, uh, Grapple... They went three point seven two,
0: right by me. Grapple, about time.
1: Like I said, a lot more people like this. They they were able to to ignore that stuff,
0: mm-hmm. and for me,
1: it just stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, and again, you know, none none of their faults. Like you know, they no. w- weren't planning on doing that. Um, but it, WWE's like not very flexible when it comes to just. Dealing with, like, Mm-mm. you know, just go with it. Uh, they didn't, and they can't, and, you know, it kind of sticks out when that happens, and it and it hurt things for me a little bit. But you know what? Uh, next week, it's, an, it's another day. That's uh, true. Guess what, Jacqueline? Big news. Big Who news. Who won this week? No. no. Big news. Oh. Uh, I'm calling it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This week. One week late, week seven, the war is over.
0: Ah. Um,
1: so, last week, we noted that it was essentially a statistical tie between mm-hmm. the two shows. And uh, the speculation is, if on Raw or on SmackDown, they'd actually promoted that AJ Styles would be wrestling on NXT and be appearing on NXT, they probably would have won, because in the... Uh, in the quarter breakdowns for the uh and the quarter breakdowns for NXT uh they yep. actually gained after people found out that AJ Styles would be wrestling in the main event after the show had started so if people knew before the show began that he was going to be on the show there's a good chance that enough people would have tuned in early uh that they would have right, actually won see. the week but apparently no one thought to do that so it ended in I guess you could argue a statistical tie if you want to talk about, like, margins of error and stuff like that. But if you're just looking at the numbers, AEW won by, you know, whatever it was, a few thousand um, viewers. Uh, this week, though, no. It did not happen. Uh, AEW is back up. They gained again this week, 957,000, almost at a wow. million. Yep. And uh, NXT fell again, 750,000. And uh, again last week, they were really close in the key demos. Not close this week. NXT with a point two five, AEW with a point four three. So, yeah, it seems like they had that one week, they had that one chance to do something, and uh, apparently the NXT people have all been losing on Raw and SmackDown as well when they yeah. appear, so that doesn't make people want to tune in to see the losers. So, you know. <laughs>
0: That's
1: fair. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so yeah, I, for now, I'm calling it. Until NXT wins a week, uh, you know, we're seven weeks in, and AEW is 7-0, and and for the most part, with the exception of one week, they have won handily, every week. Yeah. Now, there we go! as to who I thought was the better show this week. Uh again tough uh because NXT had the way better match between uh the two shows. Leo Rush and Angel Garza was the best thing on either show. Um
0: But we're talking overall show.
1: Yeah, the well, and the, the tough thing is AEW did not put on a spectacular in-ring show uh this week, but They were building a lot of new, uh, or continuing some feuds and building some new ones.
0: Right, because they just had their pay-per-view. They
1: just had a pay-per-view, so coming off of that, they're going to either continue some stuff or they're going to start going in some new directions. And uh, they had some really good, like, you know, some really fun promos and, uh, you know, angles and things like that. I guess I'd probably edge it to AEW again, but... It's pretty close in terms of overall show. Um, there are far more things in NXT that are annoying, but that's only because they would never have been in the one-hour NXT show. Like all of these video promos, like constantly reminding me that Forgotten Sons exist. NXT is not strong on promos. They're not as good, uh, probably because you know they're pretty restrictive about what people can say and how you say it, and you need to know what you're saying before you go out there and please recite yep. all these lines. Um, some people can do it. Some people can't. Uh, so, yeah, they're, uh, tiny. usually tiny things are the separating factors, but in terms of, like, the actual numbers war, I don't see NXT actually uh, ever... At this point, I'm not even sure they'll ever overtake them, but I've heard more than one theory, Jacqueline, that that's not even really the point anyway. Uh, what the the i've the thing i've always heard is that n x t is just there to make sure that a e w doesn't have a bigger audience, so oh, they're Jesus. just there to, they're just there to siphon viewers so and that that does sound a lot like vince like uh we can't beat we won't be able to beat them with our n x t show but we'll be able to prevent them from having more viewers, uh,
0: yeah,' so stupid.
1: I just, long story short, I wish NXT was still one hour and on the network. It Agreed. was, it was a better show. Um, even the weeks where it wasn't as exciting in the ring, uh, it still felt like a far more targeted and well paced and everything just felt like it was going in a better direction. Like sometimes, uh, with this live two hour show, it just, you know, and, and by the way, we would not have gotten this EO Mia Yim match on the one hour NXT, like they would have edited stuff. So you oh, wouldn't have like sure. EO stalling for a year while they patch up me. am, we would never have seen any of that. And the match probably would have flowed much better, but live TV. So what can you do? Uh, yeah. so here's a funny thing. I was about to go plug, uh, the sponsor for this week. Uh, but found out something interesting. Uh oh. Yeah, our uh our ad partner, uh, who we go through uh to get some of these deals with like Think Geek and stuff, I never received a notification that uh GameSpot who owns ThinkGeek now closed down Think Geek, like the website.
0: Oh so
1: I've been here like plugging Think Geek for I mean Think Geek still kind of exists. Like, you can... It's part of the GameStop website, and I guess there's some... Apparently there's actual ThinkGeek stores, like brick-and-mortar stores? Yes, I had no idea. There's one
0: in Orlando. Oh,
1: okay. So those still exist, and they're still selling things through them. And I believe you can still buy some ThinkGeek stuff, but it's through the GameSpot website. So our ad stuff with them, like, no longer counts. And I was never informed about any of this. So I've been... uh, And it makes sense that I have not seen any... Any pennies uh, through think geek in a while so uh, here's what I am gonna do I'm gonna go with who I know for sure still exists and that's Fandango <laughs> uh, there you go <laughs> so I'm gonna have to change the the link in the uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have to change the uh, the link in the show notes as well but cinemageekly.com slash fandango uh, head on over there to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life that's at cinemageeklycom slash fandango Or uh, click the link that I assure you will work uh, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, In the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And that way uh, you can hear us come back next time talk about more NXT on the USA and WWE Networks. Featuring Adam Cole and Dominik Dijakovic in a ladder match for the Men's War Games Advantage.